welcome to the audio newsletter for the Northwestern Program in Sound Arts and Industries. I'm Brad West. If you're a fan of the secret and forgotten, and sometimes seedy stories from the golden age of Hollywood, then you probably know Karina Longworth's very popular podcast, You Must Remember This. Karina's true love is film history, which is reflected in the wealth of research that she brings to her podcast. She visited Sound Arts and Industries on Northwestern's campus to talk about her podcast and her new book, Seduction, Sex, Lies, and Stardom in Howard Hughes' Hollywood. Listen, won't you? As Karina talks about the origins, creative process, and economics behind You Must Remember This. My name is Karina Longworth, and I'm the creator, producer, and host of the podcast You Must Remember This. You must and the author of the book Seduction, Sex, Lies, and Stardom in Howard Hughes' Hollywood. I used to be a film critic. I uh, reviewed movies for the LA Weekly and the Village Voice, and I quit that job, and now I only do film history. I had the idea for You Must Remember This in the spring of 2014. I just kind of heard it in my head. I don't really know why it was a podcast other than that, except that as somebody who consumed media, I was listening to a lot of podcasts at the time. Welcome to another episode of You Must Remember This, the podcast dedicated to exploring the secrets and or forgotten histories of Hollywood's first century. Well, I wanted it to be something that would lead to something else. You know, I thought it was going to be maybe a calling card where I could just sort of prove that I could do this kind of research and storytelling. I didn't see any models at that time of people who had, you know, podcasts as their job. It didn't seem possible that I could really make a living doing it. And then I got so much positive reinforcement to do it. Around the third episode, it was written about by the AV Club. And then after the fourth episode, it was written about in Entertainment Weekly. And so once it was getting press like that, um, that was kind of a sign to take it seriously and to basically put aside other work I was doing and try to focus on the podcast. I started doing it on a regular schedule, trying to do it every week. About four or five months after I started the podcast, I was invited to join a podcast network where there was the promise that they were going to sell advertising. They didn't really sell advertising, but the next podcast network I joined did. And so it started becoming profitable basically September 2015, and I started in April 2014. You know, if you work with anybody else, you can't always just do something. (laughs) So I felt like most creatively fulfilled in my life when I have done things where I'm doing most of the work because I don't have to like wait for somebody else to do their part or I don't have to compromise with anybody else. But when you are the person doing all of the work, there's a limit as to how much you can actually do. It's the good balance between giving up some of the labor and not giving up too much of the control. (laughs) I was able to just 
make what I want to make and get it out there. And nobody was stopping me. And that's the first, it's the first medium I've ever participated in in my life in which there were no rules that governed what I was doing and there, there was nobody else to make happy. I was just able to do what I wanted to do. The distributor makes the contract with a sponsor. Before they sign the deal, they ask me if I approve that specific sponsor. And if I say yes, then they figure out all the money and everything, and then they get the ad copy from the sponsor. And usually what that is is, like, there will be a few sentences that are required, and then there's, like, a prompt for improv. And they want me to talk about my personal experience with the product. Um, I don't know how to improv, and so usually what I'll do is I'll write a script about my personal experience, and then I'll read that as though it's just coming to my mind. And I post it, and then about six weeks later, I get money. The pace of the podcast is, I guess, slow, but that is what things used to sound like. When we talk a lot faster now than people used to talk in the past, and so I just want it to sound like the past. Ramon Navarro was a Mexican actor and singer who apparently had sexual relationships only with men, but due to a combination of his devotion to Catholicism, censorship of non-heterosexuality in early Hollywood, and his own... Generally, if you listen to um, old radio shows, people spoke more, like, at a more measured pace. The Columbia Network takes pleasure in bringing you... Suspense. If I'm actively making podcast episodes, I'm probably reading like two or three books at a time in any given week, but I might not read the whole book. I might just be like kind of skipping around to get the information I need. For instance, um, if a book is um, like I just did a podcast episode about the question of whether or not Marlena Dietrich and Claudette Colbert had an affair. And so there's a number of books about the sex lives of people in Hollywood or gays in Hollywood. But they weren't books specifically about Marlena Dietrich and Claudette Colbert, so I would only read the parts of those books that dealt with one of those actresses. You know, I, I know, like, a lot of creative people are frustrated. And for most people, they don't make a living off of doing the thing that they want to do. And I empathize with that because I've been that person at various points in my life. I mean, when I was in graduate school, I was working at a cheese counter and then at a pasta factory and was constantly trying to find time for the things that I really wanted to do. And then even when I started the podcast, I had a teaching job that I didn't like, that I found extremely stressful and demoralizing. I just, I felt like I had to just make something that was exactly what I wanted it to be as an outlet and just hoped it would lead somewhere. So I just think that, like, people think that, oh, well, I wish I was doing this thing, but I can't do it because I don't have time or I don't have the resources. If you really want to be doing something different than what you're doing, you have to just figure out how to do it. In terms of things like new technology and new information delivery devices, I think it's dangerous to assume that just because something is popular now that it's going to exist forever. It's been good for me as just a, a format to do these stories and and to have something where I can do exactly what I want to do in terms of the research and the subject matter and the format. And the barrier to entry when I started was very low. There was nobody stopping me from doing it. It didn't cost any money to do it. I didn't need to get permission from anybody else. I could just make something on my own and put it on the internet. 
The only thing I think I really particularly did right was I just really knew what I wanted it to sound like, and I figured out how to make it. Listen to Karina's podcast at www.youmustrememberthispodcast.com. And you can learn more about our program through sound.northwestern.edu or by emailing sound@northwestern.edu. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for listening to the audio newsletter of Northwestern University's MA program in Sound Arts and Industries. Today's episode, Making Podcasts with Karina Longworth, was produced by Avery Makel, featuring an interview with Karina Longworth and music by Avery Makel. Our theme is by Brendan Baker, and our podcast is produced by Brad West. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Northwestern Sound to learn about how sound works at Northwestern. (laughs) ¶¶